sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply. The second half of the podcast. Before we go back on, I just want—I wanted to. I don't talk, know what you're laughing at. I want to talk to them about something. No, we're not going to talk about that. Why you don't want to talk about it? We're not going to talk about it's, that. It's it's regular. If we talk about that, I'm walking off this podcast right now. All right, so you don't have to walk off because <laughs> I feel like if we've talked about a breakup, then we can definitely talk about. I just—I mean, I just don't see the importance of that particular conversation. So you should just happen. So you came out. No, I mean the, it's natural, yeah. but I'm just saying. So you had a book in your nose. Why we gotta talk about it though? Why we gotta talk about it though? So you hit the vape pen. <laughs> I coughed the and coughed the booger. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit the vape pen, <laughs> and, and shit was strong. And you came back out of the kitchen, and when you sat down, I tried to First talk to you. First of all, can we talk about the fact that this the shit was so strong? Like I literally had asthma attack. Yeah, you did have to go hit your pump. <laughs> But you came back and I was like, hey, man, I was like, I can't go back on the podcast without you getting that book out of your nose. So then you was like, you in, like, you know how we go. I didn't feel like it. And I said, up. so like, you was going to just snort the booger back up your nose and <laughs> wait for later. But it didn't go anywhere. And, you, okay, you're pretty. You know what I'm saying? But just like niggas, we always I say, you got a nigga nose. nose. You got a nigga I nose. I know that. I got so it from my dad. when I looked over there, I was like, I know you tried to snort that shit up, but you got to go to the bathroom to get some tissue because your nostrils are so big. I can see it in the opening, and I still see that bitch just back there hanging on. So, uh, did that I, make you feel better? It made me feel a whole lot better. Okay, I'm so glad because I mean, we on the podcast, we always talking about how honest we're gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know how many people that had a booger in their nose, or uh, how many people yeah. who've been in the movies? Like, think about all the things that are uncomfortable for you. Mm-hmm. You don't think those things are uncomfortable for other people? Yeah, having a booger in your nose, having a fart when you're in the movies, having a fart when it's a whole bunch of people in the car is just. I mean, it, it, it's a life thing. People are different. So, 2018. Let me let me turn my vocals up real quick. So 2018. Um, Maybe if you weren't so busy laughing at me, you would have had your board set up, right? But anyway, 2018. Um, right now, people are talking about sex dolls. This sex doll thing is real big. Um, if, if you've listened to the podcast for quite a while, then you know that masturbation is something that, um, from time to time, I partake in. I, I am a. <laughs> I, I'm I'm, an, I'm a regular person. I'm human, so you know certain things I do like to do. Mm-hmm. The sex doll thing I can't really get with. Personally, because I've even had friends, and and I think you even one time wanted to get me a Christmas gift, yeah. where it was like uh, the flashlight. Yeah. And if you don't know what the flashlight is, it's basically like it looks like a flashlight, mm-hmm. but it's a vagina. It's like a pocket vagina. Like inside the cylinder frame is like a vagina. That's where your dick goes. And on the front of the uh, flashlight, it's like when you take off a flashlight top, it's the, you know, it's the the lens for the 
the flashlight. Mm-hmm. Well, this one is replaced with a plump vagina. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they do sell dark skin ones, but I, every time somebody else tried yeah. to give it, it was like a pink pussy. Oh, you like, had other people wanting to buy you a... I've had friends over the years. Yes, I have had friends over the years. It's like, hey, I'll get this as a gift. They just wanted to buy you a sex toy. I talk about masturbation on the podcast No, I mean, I get it, but I mean, some things are just... You don't get to worry about that. No, I mean, I'm not worried about it, but I'm just saying... Oh, it's just a joke. <laughs> Clearly. Yes, I mean, you ain't, you've never had a friend try to buy you something inappropriate? Or something that, not to be funny, I have had, it, may, it may seem inappropriate to other people on the outside, but because you have a rapport with this mm-hmm. person, it's just a gag gift, if you will. Well, yes, I've had someone want to, you know, offer to buy me something, and I turned it down because it was very inappropriate to me, and I thought that it was disrespectful and not their role. Well, the thing about you being, what, what was it? See, that's the good thing, too. With us being broke up, we get to talk about certain things now. I'm okay. I mean, we've always been. We have been, but I've never heard this. So I've never heard anything about this. So you've had a a, a, somebody buy you a gift or try to buy you a gift that you felt was inappropriate. I had somebody, you know, hit me up and was like, "Hey, what size do you wear in Victoria's Secret? Like, I want to buy you something." And I'm like, "Um, "I don't really feel comfortable with you buying me." Who did this? I can believe his name on the podcast. (laughs) I'm not even going to say. I want to hear. I want to know the name. It's the four minute mark and fifty seconds. But you can say the name. I'll make sure I believe it. But I do want to know the name. You wouldn't recognize the name. I'm not going to say the name. So it's nobody I would know. No. So why not say the name if it's going to be bleeped anyway? I just don't operate that way. You call out folks' names like all willy nilly. I don't do that. But you would, uh, <laughs> you would ask me for the name. Yeah, of course. I mean, why wouldn't I want to know? Yeah. You do the same thing. You'd be like, who told you? Yeah, and I've learned. Just like yesterday um, when we was talking about something, and you was like, well, who said it? Even oh, yeah, er- from even, the point. even earlier on the podcast when you were talking about, you said, I think I said something about somebody saying something about the breakup or something, and you was like, I knew somebody would say something. Who told yeah, you? Yeah, I asked you off the air, though, like off the mic. I asked you that. Because oh. you, you said what you said on the mic And then once we were done recording I was like just out of curiosity Who was it that pointed it out Because I, I'm always interested in If I have a certain thought process And when I brought it to you You was like oh nobody's thinking like that yeah. So I was just interested to know Who had the same thought process Okay that makes sense mm-hmm. I, I, I get it from that perspective Now um, in regards to the sex doll The thing that tripped me out about it is I, I'm not going to lie I saw it for the first time on Breakfast Club mm-hmm. They were talking about it the other day when it popped up on the screen, it looked so real. I thought it was just a fine-ass woman that had ass. And I was like, why is she bending over the chair like that and shit? But yeah. for me, I couldn't buy that because, for one, I would feel weird. I also think it's a gift for people who ain't getting none, mm-hmm. who may be a little bit freakier than most people or mm-hmm. weirdo. Um, but for me, it's like I think about the cleanup process. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when I masturbate, I make sure I have something ready on hand to where when I'm done, I wipe off the top, it's done, and I go. I can mm-hmm. keep it going. Well, but I don't to keep know. nothing inside, like, I don't know if it's a filtration system that they have inside of these that you yeah. can just empty it out. But who wants to empty it out after like a week? And you got a week worth of busting yeah. nuts That's in a container. So I mean, I have to clean off my Mr. Brown quite often. So, I mean, I I guess I can relate from Mr. that. Mr. Brown aspect. is a dildo. Yeah, that's my dildo. My so, chocolate oh, dildo. You know, this is so fucking funny because you never wanted to talk about stuff like this before. 
and we broke up now. Now you want to talk about it. I know. The only reason why I'm able to refer to this is because you talked about it on a different episode without me, and you let it slip that Mr. Brown was my dildo. True. So that's the only reason why I'm referencing it now. True. true, It's already been put out into the universe. But some of the things that they were talking about, um, you know, the key points of why you should get this, they was like, you won't have to deal with arguing. Um, from a woman because we do know women like to argue but it is a lot of men that like to do the same not thing all women. so I'm not just going to put it on there not all women all women argue not just some arguments are probably worse than others mm-hmm. so uh, they were saying that the the um, dildo I mean not the dildo <laughs> but the sex toy or the sex doll wouldn't have a period you can't get her pregnant um, you don't have to you don't have to worry about a lot of things anymore I just don't know any man that is willing to buy this doll as a quote-unquote replacement for a real woman is not somebody I would want to talk to anyway. They have way more issues than sex. So what would you do if it was a guy that you were dating? Mm-hmm. You went over to his house. And you said, hey, can I go to the bathroom? He lets you go to the bathroom. You open up the door of the, or, you know, like the... The linen closet. The linen closet. Mm-hmm. And if it's big enough, like mine, you could fit a doll in there. Mm-hmm. If you saw it, like if you came to this apartment and you walked in and you saw the doll in the linen closet, what would you say? I mean, if I came to your apartment and I saw no, a doll, I'm just saying if it was just like a dating oh, a guy, just brandless, yeah. like newly dating he, a guy. Yeah, and he, oh, and he, I would probably and he forgot, you know that I, it's in there. I'd be like, that's very interesting. I'd probably try to segue into like, conversation or and, something yeah, and, and figure, figure out, out what why. his thought process. Like, because everybody's not just weird all top just because you want a doll. The the damn doll looks, you know, sexy. I saw one on Facebook and I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I don't think it's a problem if somebody wants one. So would you have one. a whole body of a man doll? Because that was a question they posed on Breakfast Club. Personally, was like, I wouldn't. They was like, if you could have a doll, if you could have one of those dolls and it looked like whoever you wanted, as much as you like Idris Elba, you wouldn't have a real Idris Elba doll in there. That would spook the fuck out of me. Like, I have a thing about dolls, okay. period, sitting up in my house. Like, okay. my daughter left her doll on the couch and the eyes was looking weird. Oh, yeah, when they had I came home one, le- one night, it was dark. The eyes was looking weird. I was like, get this doll out of here. Oh, Hannah no, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I can't. I, 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 I mean, like I say, uh, as a man, when I first saw it, I was like, "Damn, that's a nice ass on that doll. That's a yeah. nice rack." And then, as Technology. a man, and, and, and as a man, and as the type of man I am, I was like, "Do they have any kind of like warmth system or button that you could push and it heats up the doll to where it's like it feels warm?" And then, what about should. the mouth? Do you put like some oil in the mouth to where because niggas gonna be getting mad head off dolls like that? They I just gonna be sitting on the couch to, just bobbing um, that motherfucker. Parlay this into something else. Maybe you should go sit on the design panel. I think I would help. Be like on a focus group for the. I'm sure they've had that yeah, though. That's why I say now, <laughs> if they had one, if it had like a pocket pussy where you put it in, you know, when you fuck it, mm-hmm. it's just you nut and it just stays in there. I think they should have some kind of suction tube to. I don't want to deal with nut. I don't like my own shit touching me. So for me, it's like I mean I don't mind it, but it's like who wants to clean that shit up. What you got to say? Because you just have this look on your face. I don't have anything to say. Why are you looking like that? I don't don't, don't know. I was just listening to you talk about you didn't want to deal with the nut, you know, like your own shit touching you. Like, it's yours. I know. But we expect women to swallow it, too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's the thought that went on. I know. (laughs) So you don't want to touch it. You don't want to deal with it, but you want me to swallow it. I mean... it's just okay. Like, okay. Do you okay? So when you rub one out, if you nut on yourself or you, whatever, I have to clean it up. Yeah, you got to clean it up, just like I got to clean it up. But is it something that you're willing to take, put your hand down there, and put it in your mouth? It's mine. I've tasted mine. I've tasted before. mine before too. Yeah, it's, I'm not gonna be like scooping it up. Or yeah, whatever, but, but y'all I, shit but ain't I, just I, gooey ooey. Like I should just be like, it's just yeah. 
It's thick. Yeah, it is. And so if you're not eating right. Yeah, it could be bad for you. But again, you want us to swallow it. Hit it in the back of your throat. You won't you even just, taste it. Just no, stick, stick I mean, the dick to the back of your throat. Okay, that's and let true. It go straight down the chute and you're fine. I'm just speaking in comparison. If you're in the moment, like if you think about eating vagina, like I don't just think and be like, oh man, I want to lick up all that juice. <laughs> but when I'm eating the pussy, it's coming out and I just, you don't, yeah. you don't stop. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about women when, you know, you got, uh, you know, you, a lot of black women where they be like, I don't want to give head or if they've given head, they ain't wanting to swallow cause they don't want to, but it's like niggas got to do the same shit when they eating pussy mm-hmm. and sorry, it's your fault if you fucking with a nigga who ain't eating the pussy. Mm, that's true. So, I mean, that's it is what it is. So we talked a little bit about, um, our breakup Yes, we and did. we, we, we kept prefacing the whole breakup thing, how it's, how we wanted to discuss it after listening to the Casey crew mm-hmm. and listening to them talk about things in their relationships that, you know, they struggle with. And I think, you know, Gia and DJ Envy been together for like 20 some years since they was like 18. And he was talking about how he abused her at certain points. And it was crazy because I, when you told me to listen to it, <coughs> excuse me, I listened to it and I was like, you could tell he still felt guilty for what he did because when he was talking about the situations where they had experienced domestic violence mm-hmm. um, you know he was saying it but he made sure to be like well I didn't choke you and put my hands around you or punch you in your stomach or nothing like that yeah. you know he's like I just grabbed you real hard and I shook you mm-hmm. and it was like you could tell he was trying to make sure that what he wasn't going to be put in a bad light put in a bad light and you know he was like they had been wanting to talk about it for a while mm-hmm. but they didn't want to be you know he just didn't want to be seen in that way and, and she said she never viewed him that way but she mm-hmm. knew other people would and, and it, I think that's a part of the reason why most um, it's unfortunate, but I think that's also a part of the reason why people that have, or some people that have been affected by domestic violence don't speak on it because yeah. they want to, you know, protect that person's image. Yeah. But it also made me think about just like relationships from the perspective of like, just how hard they can be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, we just went on wax, you know, on a couple, you know, we went on wax on episode 166, mm-hmm. which you'll hear a two part one when you hear 167, where we talked about our relationship and how it ended. And I feel like if I'm talking about myself, some of the struggles with me for relationships, period, and even with our relationship, is mm-hmm. I've always talked about commitment issues. I've always talked mm-hmm. about me having commitment issues and, and all. That's all the way across the board. Exactly. It's not just strictly with relationships. And I think that's the thing, like when I talked about it before, you know, I always have to kind of dive in and, and be specific about what I mean about commitment. I don't mean necessarily like commitment issues where I can't keep my dick in my pants. Mm-hmm. It's more commitment issues to just like anything long term. Just to lock in and yeah. say. And even with committing to going to certain things, going to certain places yeah, with the, people. Because yeah. I know even when we were together, um, oftentimes you would ask me, hey, you want to do this? And it could be it could be weeks, months out. And whenever you asked me, I would be like, okay, yeah. Or I would check my calendar. And long, as long as it was free, I'm like, okay, you got that time. Yeah. But a lot of times I would ask you to go do certain things and you'd be like, oh, I got this, I got that. It, it was never a concrete yes yeah. or no. It was like, I'll let you know. And even sometimes when you did say yes, you wait until the day before or the day of and cancel. And I just, I don't know. I think that's weird. But it's also a tendency that most men have, too, because I was talking to some friend girls, and they've experienced the same things where it's like men rarely ever commit the way that we do. Yeah, it's rare. Um, For me, though, because I can't really speak for most men, like... But like you said, it's commitment across the board. Even before I bought my new car a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I really want to keep my car. 
And yeah. he was like, you need to get another car. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to, com- I was like, I don't want to commit to another three to five years on paying another car note. Mm-hmm. And I just have a commitment of signing my name to things. Even when I got into this apartment, I was mm-hmm. like, do I want to sign my name to this amount to pay this amount yeah. for this long? Like, Which is I- why you don't have a house. <laughs> exactly. Cause everybody always be like, why are you paying all this money to live in downtown and in, in the downtown area? And it's like, you could have a house for that with four but or five I bedrooms. Think- but for me, I'm like, I don't want to sign a mortgage. Is that sound like? But a, that's really a just in theory because a mortgage, for one, yes, it's thirty years, but it doesn't have to take you thirty years course, to pay it of off. You don't have to stay in that house for thirty years. You can sell that yeah, house. You, you can, can rent that. the house. It's out. just still some it's, kind of commit. It's like I say, I just have a. I just have commitment issues all the way across the board and like in a relationship it can be tough because I know sometimes I know I probably made it tough on you. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad we're able to have these discussions. But we've always, like you said yeah, before, we've, we've always been able to have them. That's why I, I think that's why we've been able to be, and I'm going to say this word, I think I can pronounce it right. I think that's why we've been able to be amicable towards each other mm-hmm. because we, I feel like a kindergarten. <laughs> Good job, baby. But it's like, we've always been able to, you know, talk about whatever it is, whether it's something you weren't doing or I wasn't doing, mm-hmm. we were able to, you know, kind of have May some not always respect. wanted to hear, but yeah. Yeah. So for me, it just kind of carried over. And I know, you know, my commitment issues, I know it kind of held off a lot of things. Like mm-hmm. we never lived together, Yeah. you know, and a lot of people always used to be like, why, you know, why didn't y'all stay together? Is it because you have kids? Or, mm-hmm. And it was more so just because I felt like, for me, like I know other people was like, Oh, you've been with her this long, y'all should be living together, mm-hmm. y'all should be doing this and that. Now you understood where I was at and what I did want, what I didn't want. Yeah, I, because I, we were actually on the same page, yeah. you know. I wasn't I'm I've never been the type of person to rush to live with anybody. Yeah. I mean, I I've been surviving on my own for as long as I can remember. Yeah. So that's not a big deal to me. And that and, was one of the bonuses though of being with you because it was like, Okay, I can come into a situation, I got what I have, you have what you have. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about taking care of somebody. Yeah. And but when we com- come together, we come together because we truly want to be around each other. Yeah. So I mean for me the commitment issues as far as moving in together, it, for me it was more so of living like a bachelor for so long, mm-hmm. for so many years, and then to ultimately have to change immediately and be like, Okay, well, you got two kids. Me and you would have to have a room. They would have to have their individual yeah, rooms because of their ages. Yeah, you move in with me ages. off top. We you have to have, have four at least five four bedroom. bedrooms. Yeah, so it's like for me, I'm like, see, for you, you've been married before. You had this before. Yeah. So it was an easier transition, especially with you being with me for six years and knowing who I am, mm-hmm. knowing who you're bringing your kids around. Your kids didn't, you know, they do know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but for me, like I said, that's just like a transition for you that was easier. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I looked at it as, okay, I can't sit up and walk around in my briefs or, you know, roll up and smoke in the living room. Like, Mm -hmm. you got kids, you got a daughter, you know what I'm saying? You have a son. Like, I can't be walking around cursing and shit. And and some people probably listening to this and saying, well, nigga, grow the fuck up. Maybe you're right. Maybe. Because it, I mean, at some point, it's definitely a part of life. And like you mentioned, the fact that you do have. But let me say this, though. Yeah, it may be grow the fuck up, but it's also an adult or a mature decision to say, I'm just not ready for that. No, I mean, because that's true a lot of times well. try to bind people try to bind us to societal norms and try to bind us to, you know, what we're supposed to be doing, quote unquote, what mm-hmm. we're supposed to be doing because of what our parents may think of but because society says what a man should be doing at this age and mm-hmm. what a woman should be doing at this age. But I, I've never lived by that shit. No, but I, and I think that's true as well. So I'm not taking that away from you. I think when I say, you know, at some point you have to grow up in that aspect I'm just referring to the fact that there's something that you can't say that you don't want but also sometimes in the same breath say oh I wish we could do this or I wish we did so at some point you're going to have to make a decision you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it so that's what it means when I say or when I think grow the fuck up like 
But I, and I also think in all honesty with, with me and you, and we won't dive so deep into it because it's personal enough to, to for us to even discuss, you know, us breaking up. And the reason, like I said, we even addressed it because we both felt like we were kind of hiding it mm-hmm. for a little bit because we kept being at events and it's kind of tough to be at an event or working together on something. You always people, feel, you feel like you have to give a backstory too. Exactly. It's like you can't just say, hey, we're not together anymore because yeah. then people are like, Oh, what happened? Yeah. Or, so it's like what she my, do, what he do. <laughs> yeah, and we both didn't do and did things to where it was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I made the decision to to whatever, but you know what I'm saying. We both had things that we needed to work on. We both yeah. had things like anybody else. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that was my, my my whole thing. And with you mentioning the the commitment issues that you said, oh, um, you know that they had an effect on me. I think that was also another big factor when it came to. Um, the emotional stability. Yeah. Like, because I never know with yeah. you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And so I, it's I like that. that if you don't make me feel safe in that area, it's, it's hard to kind of. Okay. But time and space too. Another relationship struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Our time and space, like you like to be around who you're with. I do too. Yeah. But I also like to be by myself, which you do too. Yes. That's what I was about to say. I'm an only child. So I look forward to, especially when I don't have my kids. Yeah. And as always, any struggle is women with men. Mm-hmm. And I don't think my struggle more so is just like, oh, sex. Like, I do like sex. But what I'm saying is, like, no, some. It's more than that. But but sometimes I have an appreciation for women. Mm-hmm. A but, deep, deep, deep. But the thing about women, you know, that we've experienced is like, you run into the situations of women who really don't care if you're in a relationship or not. Yeah. And they, they may get known. You know, and not to be funny, that sometimes had a strain on our relationship mm-hmm. from a perspective of like, not to be funny, sometimes you being right, me seeing somebody and saying, the oh, most part. oh, they're just a friend. Yeah, and for then the most you're part, saying, right. and you would look and say, no, that ain't just a friend. Nah, they want more. Yeah, they want even more. Even if they're posing as a friend. Yeah. So even those kind of things, like those it things were hard. For so long. Yeah, those things were so hard because it was kind of like when we were when we would talk about it, sometimes we would get into it about it because I was like, this person has never tried anything. They haven't mm-hmm. asked me anything. It doesn't they haven't matter. said anything. They haven't done anything. <laughs> they just holding out. But, and I think for me, the biggest issue was, yes, we've had certain discussions, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like I was running to you every day yeah. about a woman. No, no, no. So course, a lot of times I feel like if I have been with you all this time mm-hmm. I've dealt with all these things all these many different situations and random stories that have happened and the one time that I really hone in on somebody because I know it's an issue for me yeah. and for us to get into an argument about that it's like I didn't understand how that was possible because it's not like I was bringing you drama every day okay so enough about this therapy uh, therapy ass type situation. No, I'm now, just, you know the funny thing about I'm it just is saying, before, it would be different if it was like a nagging, nagging, nagging. That's what that's what my point uh, okay. is. Okay. So before we uh ended up breaking up too, you you know, you, you started going back to therapy for yourself. Oh yeah, I started going back to counseling, counseling um okay. in January of last year, actually. Just because, you know, the older you get, I, I turned thirty two last year. And so I started to realize um there were certain things that had transpired in my life that I hadn't really dealt with. Yeah. Because a lot of times I tend to go with I'll focus more on work. Yeah. Or I'll either go with denial. 
Like, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Do you feel like therapy helped you? Yeah, it definitely did. I think therapy helped you because from the perspective, it was the one point, you know, of course I was like one of those things in your life that was hard for you at a certain point. Yeah. So you, you know, therapist was like, Hey, can he come in? And I remember going with you that time. And I was kind of nervous because I was like, am I able to tell the truth? Is this a safe space for me? I mean, of course. But when I went in and we started having those conversations, the the funny thing about therapy to me, therapy is kind of like, it's crazy because it's like, before you go to therapy, it's somebody in your life, whether it's a family member or a friend Mm -hmm. or whatever that has told you, asked you a question, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. that the same things that the, the, the... the counselor is going to say, mm-hmm. but you really don't listen and take it. No, I but it's like when you go to a licensed therapist and they ask you these things or say these things to you, it's like it's an epiphany for a lot of people when they go. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, how the fuck you couldn't listen to this person that was a friend? I could have gave this advice for free. I now, I, I know so I know why I do. I know why I'm viewing it like that. But mm-hmm. I was going to say, tell, tell us why you felt like you were more receptive. Yeah, to, to I don't therapy. think it's not about not listening to your friends or the people around you, because not to be funny, we all know certain things like anytime I've talked to somebody and somebody's giving me any kind of cliche advice or the standard you know typical things that you hear I've known that but for me I chose to go to counseling because for one I don't just trust everybody to tell my deepest you know most intimate thoughts to so I chose to go for that reason because they can't take it anywhere you're not gonna, and then sometimes when you're dealing with a professional, they ask certain questions yeah. that get you to think in they more do. detail. And they ask so it's in not a, just in about going to talk a to a friend way. because a friend can only tell you from their limited experience. Whereas the counselor, they're professionals, so they can ask questions and phrase things in a certain way that triggers a different thought process for you. And they talk to, I mean, like you say, they have more experience with it from all the, you know, different. Yeah, they're not they talk biased. To they about. don't. Yeah. But I know I felt like it. I felt like it was amazing because when I went in with you. It was kind of like, even though it was your counselor in your session, mm-hmm. like she made me feel included. Yeah, you know, she asked you a couple of questions, you know what I'm saying? And you answered, like I knew the answer to them before you answered them. Mm-hmm. And when she asked those questions and you answered, I won't say in a negative way, you, you told the truth, but the truth was a negative reflection. Mm-hmm. of what had been happening in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So when it happened and she started being questioning you of as to why you didn't do these things or why you didn't say these things. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and I was like, damn, I kind of feel like somebody gets me too. Mm-hmm. So as, as that's as, the purpose of going to counseling. That's what I'm saying. And as, so. as much as I was judgmental about it, it's like when I went, I was just like, damn, she looking out. This ain't even my session, but yeah. she looking that's out for me. That's why you have to be prepared and ready to go in open and completely Oh yeah, because they're going to put that mirror in your face. Exactly. Even when you don't want them to. Yeah. So I think... I've never had a problem admitting when I'm wrong or admitting when it's something that I'm not doing right or something that I'm not good at. But just to be able to talk about it freely, as opposed to a lot of times we would have conversations on our own, but they really didn't go as deep as they needed to go just because the questions weren't being asked, the right questions weren't being asked, feelings and emotions were involved. Sometimes that consumed the conversation. So. It's just different when you go sit in front of a counselor. I'm not going to be crying like a baby because I'm a G. <laughs> oh, okay, nigga. <laughs> but no, nah, I, I think all of it was beneficial, man. It's crazy. You know, you hear so many people talk about dating and the few people I know, you know, that we both told when it happened. People ask me, it's like, so you ready to date? And I'm like, nigga, I ain't really even ready to look at nothing that's out here. Like looking. You're looking yeah, at it. Yes, yeah, what I'm saying. Are. Looking, you, yes. Yeah. But like the shit that's <laughs> out here, like the stuff that you hear people saying, shit is crazy. So I was listening to a podcast earlier. I forgot the name of the guy's podcast. I have to look it up, maybe even put it in the description. But uh, he was interviewing Mahershala Ali on there. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about prayer. 
you know, and fear and things that they pray for and stuff like that. And it made me think about prayer because me being somebody who's not really religious and I do struggle with prayer. Like I do still pray, mm-hmm. but I struggle with it because it's funny because a couple of years ago I was looking at, and it's funny, but I was looking at Puff Daddy. He was on TV talking about something and he was like thanking God mm-hmm. and he was, uh, you know, talking about how much he prayed or whatever. But it was like the same guy I was like, okay, he was around the Biggie murder. If you heard him hustling people, not paying people their money, you know, cheating people, whatever, whatever. You know, he was fucking girls. You done heard him speak in certain ways and it doesn't make him a bad person. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, I know everybody has thought this, where it's like, I'm a good person and I'm praying and nothing is happening. But these people talking about the same guy that, it seems that I'm talking about and I know that they're doing negative shit. They're in the, you know, the news for doing negative stuff. It's, it's negative things that have been said about them, but they're still flourishing. Mm-hmm. Don't that shake your faith? No, not How personally. Can it not? not personally because everybody's journey is different. Everybody's journey is their own. So for me, I don't look at other people and say, Oh, why can't I have that? Or why don't, well, not even I don't, why can I have I don't that? do that because I feel like everything that I'm supposed to have right now, I have it yeah. and everything that I'm supposed to get in the future, I will get. But what, but it kind of, I guess I'm saying like it waters down the belief of, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's it like, can Oh, be, you want us to believe in God and mm-hmm. you're supposed to do good and good things will happen to you. But it's a lot of people doing shitty things mm-hmm. and it seemingly looks like, Good yeah. things are still happening for them, but that and that's a natural thought process. But you can't let it, you can't let it consume you to the point to where it does shake your faith. Yeah, I don't know. Even when I pray, I, I you know certain people have prayers, mm-hmm. and you know you were around me for years to where when it was like holiday dinners and stuff, I would always tell people, "Don't ask me to pray." Yeah, because I'm not good with praying. <laughs> I think you led the prayer one time, and it was just like weird. Yeah, it, you could have looked at me and been like awkward. I just said, "Lord, you know it's hard." While he was praying, I was like, Lord, please let this prayer be over. Because <laughs> I know you know his heart, Jesus. Because I'm just not, a, I'm not, I, it's, it's hard for me. And, and some people may be like, why is it hard? It's really just a, a conversation. But like you said, too, it's been things that it's from different perspectives and what people have been through. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been with me and, you mm-hmm. know, you've known me. And it's like, I've been through a whole lot. It's other people who've been through worse. And, yeah. and their faith is better than mine. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like one of those things where I, I've been in so many situations where I'm praying and I'm like, what am I praying for? What good has come from this? Mm-hmm. All I know is bad. So where is the good in it? Now, of course, there is yeah, good. Yeah. But we can always look at being one of those, uh, you know, people who damn near atheists. It's like when you listen, man, I just, prayer is a big thing. But like I said, I struggle with it. Even when I start, I used to say that the, the uh, I think it's the Lord's Prayer when they'd be like, mm-hmm. uh, now lay me down to sleep. Our Father which art in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Yeah. Hallowed be thy name, whatever. Now lay me down. <laughs> sleep. I pray my Lord, my soul, to keep if I should die. Oh, you are proving that prayer is an issue for you. <laughs> I don't. I, that's what I'm saying. Even and then it got to a point to where when I did started praying mm-hmm. about certain things, I was like, I ain't getting on my damn knees. I don't know if somebody's up there, but I believe something is bigger. So yeah. what I started doing, I would just lay in my bed at night and I would, like yeah. you said, I would start having true conversations. And that's really all it is. I mean, I talk to God in my car on my way to work. I talk to him, you know, if I'm laying in the bed, I could be sitting on the couch. Yeah. Like you don't just have to get on your knees. I think sometimes I, I can't remember the last time I've gotten on my knees, but I really only do it when I'm, Oh, you got no, I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> Not I'll to just, pray, uh, but, um, <laughs> 
Lord forgive me, man. I know. Lord forgive me. I feel so bad. Yeah, yeah. My mom would probably be like, this is like this demonic heathens. rake over here. <laughs> Lead me down the wrong path. But nah, it's, it's, it's crazy because for me, I always struggle with prayer. Um, my mom used to pray with me at night. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learned basic prayers. But I've always struggled with prayer, even when I would hear her pray. And then for the black people out there, I don't know if any white churches have ever spoken in tongue. I've never been. I've been to a few white churches. I never saw them speak in tongue. No. But in black churches, they I speak don't in see tongue. Them yeah, get hit by the spirit. Or... Yeah. So I, I don't know what we getting hit by, but some hitting these black folks because they be busting. Well, that's moves. one thing I can say. I grew up um, Kojic Church of God in Christ. For those that don't know. And we did a lot of, it was a lot of shouting, a lot of, you know, jumping around, hollering, whatever you want to call it, speaking in tongues. <laughs> but I, and I've been in situations where I felt the spirit, like I feel yeah, a presence feel like come a presence, over yeah. me, I felt but that. I've never really just but it didn't get got in my up hands and, and shout feet. and like, no. Nah. I used to look at that and I was like, I, I literally used to be in church and be like, this shit fake as fuck. <laughs> Like, ain't no way these niggas getting And I'm like, I, everybody rhythm is this. And it's like, this is the thing that, that tricks me. This is one reason why I do kind of believe that God is real. Mm-hmm. You go look at any black church video on YouTube. I don't care if they're in Colorado. I don't care if they in <laughs> California. I don't care if they in Georgia or New York. The shouts are similar, mm-hmm. if not the same. So God gave them all the same God step. gave them different things. He gave them a step, uh-huh. but everybody got that one where it's kind of like they doing that Deion Sanders yeah. two-step. Yeah. Then you got some where it's like the chicken feet where the yeah. shit moving real fast in place. You got that one that run around. You got oh, the God. fall out. You got the I runner around the church. I used to that around because she be running for a long time. I'm like, she ain't tired. We had a nigga that used to run around the church. Like, literally, he would take <laughs> yeah. off and bust laps around the yes, church. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm like, we God. We had that too. I was like, God got to be in this nigga. He ain't slid in them shoes. <laughs> he ain't hitting no wall. Like, God literally has to have this nigga's feet. But have feet. you ever had the person thing that you knew was fake shouting because they oh yeah yeah they did something i had a homeboy and it was like nah that ain't the no spirit. i'm telling you right now no bullshit we came <laughs> up here to dallas when i was living in Texarkana, and we came to dallas and we were sitting up in the balcony we always used to go to church you know when we used to go to them conventions mm-hmm. so we would be sitting up in the balcony because that's where all the girls were oh, so we go up there we hanging out or whatever so one girl was shouting and it was a ledge Oh, you know, and she was shouting on the ledge, but she was bucking. Oh, man. So I'm, the two ushers came down with them white Michael Jackson gloves on for, <laughs> for first Sunday. And they was holding her with the sheet because, you know, you got to have a sheet. Yeah, so if you sheet. got a little a hot ass, if they ain't got no slip on or no pantyhose on, you got to make sure niggas don't see the panties and shit. Mm. So literally, I saw the lady whisper or I saw her say it to her in her ear. She was like, ma'am, you are getting out of control. If you do not stop, she's like, I'm going to let you go. And you could go over the ledge. Oh my God. I swear it's like the spirit just removed herself. <laughs> and she stopped. She literally, you know, and everybody has that wind down where after they've been shouting and bucking, yeah. they be like, oh, thank you. Jesus. It's just a simple like Lord, I'm And it's, yeah. And they hand like they just, oh. Oh, like they just and then so they back to their yeah, seat. Like the Holy Ghost got in their body, rocket. fucked the shit out of them, and just left. <laughs> oh, glory be! Oh, glory be to God! Oh my God! Yeah. So, and then you always got, and every church has that holler. Did I just cop up more smoke? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I think you high. I am. And you talking about church? My God! Oh today. Jesus! Lord. <laughs> Ah, man, we're going to take a quick break, man. Again, you listen to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct.
bills at the beginning of the podcast. So I just want to pay the, uh, the bills for this episode, episode 167. Let you guys know this episode is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio. Your voice, your independence, your platform. So join Blog Talk Radio today to help build a listener and podcast essential podcast ecosystem by going to www. BlogTalkRadio.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by Take Action Apparel and Gear, the brainchild of actor Gabriel Silva, to stand up against bullying through fashion and accessories that let you be you. Shout out to the little homie Gabe, man. We'll be in Houston soon, man. We got to sit down and do an interview in person. I'm so like excited, actually, to sit down with him. What you laughing for? Because if you say we don't go to Houston one more time, we don't go. We got to go, man. Yeah. We got busy at the end of last year. That's the only reason we didn't go. Yeah. And that's a good thing about them, man. They understand. Tiffany, uh, Gabe, we appreciate your patience and understanding, but we coming. So visit www.takeactiongear.com and purchase something to support the cause. What you got to say, man? I don't have anything to say. You do have something to say. <laughs> You was telling me something before we before we even got off the phone. Now, I, what I do want to say before is, oh yeah, before we got off the podcast, what I do want to say is, you tried to get me to go to see Proud Mary. I love Taraji P Henson. Yes, we have to support. Ah, you ain't got to support niggas just because they niggas. Sometimes if you but don't I, feel it in I your was... bones, it is not going to be good. It's not going to be good. When I felt when I heard about the movie, when you I saw the trailer, I said that reminds me of Foxy Brown. Is it Jack, Jackie Brown with a? Um, Oh. Is it Foxy Brown? It was Foxy Brown. It was Brown. Foxy Brown. Yeah, I, I felt like they was trying to remake a Foxy Brown in certain movies. 70s cinema, 70s black cinema, you do not make remakes. I would leave that well, shit alone. And I could tell, when I saw that shit, I said, what did I say? I said, is this a BET movie? No. And you said, no, this is a big screen film. And I said, it's not going to do well. And it doesn't appeal to me because it literally looked like some shit that was coming on as a BET special. It- <laughs> yeah. And you the one read it to me and said, uh, oh, shit. You said, what's the name of that movie again? Let me look at my paper. Proud Mary. Proud Mary. You hit me up and you said, you read the thing on Google that said, Proud Mary struggles at the box office. No, it said, one article said, Proud Mary, why it didn't stand a chance. That's what I'm saying. I felt bad because I really love Taraji, though. I love her, too, but Um, that was a bad choice. I mean, anything that has to do with, like, Guns and fast cars, like I'm typically drawn to those movies because those are things that I like. That's why, like, that's why I've been telling you for months. I've been saying it. That this Black Panther shit got me nervous. Like, I, gonna, I know the tickets are sold out. Yeah, Black Panther is gonna be right though. I hope it is because be Black right. people's word of mouth is amazing. If it's it is right. not good, it is gonna spread across the atmosphere and the stratosphere. It's gonna be right. We're I just pray to God. Put that out there. I pray. Don't speak that. Whatever prayer I know how to pray, I pray. Yeah. Lord, struggle by, prayers. By your head. Lord, <laughs> in your name, do not let this Black Panther film fail. Because we know the wrath that black tongues have. We know the wrath that they could bring down on somebody's career. They can ruin them, Jesus. Don't let this happen. You ever had that one person, amen, you had that one person that get hyped up in the prayer and you be praying that they don't mess up because they start off slow mm-hmm. and steady and, and it's build good up. and then they work themselves up because they like, oh, I got this now. Yeah, and they get, <laughs> and they get loud. Mm-hmm. When you start getting loud, I start getting nervous. I just don't do prayer. Praying and just, you know. Prayer changes say, things. Yeah, that's what they say. So we was watching NAACP before we 
came back on. You you wanted to skim through the DVR. Yeah, because I it missed out. it, unfortunately. Holly Berry looked amazing. Yes. They went crazy yes, yes, for Holly yes. Berry when she came out because she is like, it's so funny because as many white men as she's dated and as many how whitewashed people have tried to paint her, mm-hmm. one thing about her is she is a staple in the culture. She's been in songs. There's a drink about, they got a drink mm-hmm. uh, named after her. So the thing about Holly Berry, they done made rap songs after Holly yeah. Berry off just how beautiful she is and her representation in the culture. Yeah. The way everybody came out for her and stood up and clapped for her was mm-hmm. like she had to feel great. Mm-hmm. And I love that because and when I saw that I looked at you and I was like, I love as much as people paint that negative picture and write that negative narrative about how we don't love each other, when yeah, we, we really do. do love each other and when we really love on each other, mm-hmm. that shit is so amazing. Mm-hmm. If you can feel it through the screen. Yeah. And when you see stuff like that, it's like you can't and tell me my people, people support, yeah, and support each other. Yeah. Like that, you can't yeah. tell me it don't feel good to see our people be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then so many times you hear us and hear people try to only point out the negative things that we do to each other. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of good for each other, man. So for mm-hmm. me, it was good seeing that. Um, it was a lot of black men there with a lot of white wives. Mm-hmm. I always wonder. All what, of the ones wish that I love. Omari. Yeah. yeah, he got a white one. Is Idris? No, Idris is the, yeah, no. No, Charlie Wilson had a white wife. Yeah. Uh, I know Terrence Howard has one. Mm-hmm. It was another guy on there that had one. I can't think of it. To me, name. uh oh, the guy who played um Luke Cage. Yeah, he got a white wife. Not Mike Colton. He got a white wife. Yeah, he been oh, with yeah, us since I college. remember because yeah. I read a story about him. But okay. see the thing about it, it okay. doesn't matter. We're, no, it we're, doesn't. we're saying all of this because it don't fucking matter. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? It matters to some. You know, if you listen to the I podcast, think once you get you past like the initial matter. like, damn, all that chocolate went to but well, it's then it's things. like, okay. It's, 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 it's crazy because that's one thing my mom said. My mom told me when I was growing up, when I moved up here, I was like 23, 24, and I had just started going back to college, and she was like, um, you're a good black man, Anthony. Mm-hmm. I was like, thanks, mom. And she was like, you're handsome, you're smart, you know, you're talented. And she was like, you have a good heart. I know that because you have my heart. Mm-hmm. She was like, so I know you have a good heart. She was like, and I, matter of fact, this was at the time that I brought that white girl home that I've said, talked about on the podcast mm-hmm. before. And the next day she was like, I don't mind who you date. I don't care who you date. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just want you to know, don't ever give up on mm-hmm. the sisters. And I think at that time, me and the girl I was with at the time, mm-hmm. we stopped talking for a little bit. So I was talking to this white chick mm-hmm. and she was just like, I know you hurt. But she was just like, don't ever give up on black women. And I've even heard other black people come to me and be like, man, black women, Mm -hmm. it'll be a loss if you date a white woman. Yeah, because you you feel that. You feel that way. Why, Especially when it's somebody that's really prominent in the, you know, in helping um, move the culture forward, so to speak. I mean, it does feel like a loss. And that's crazy, man. And I know we always joked and talked about the fact that if we ever stopped talking, you was probably going to, you know, date uh, white or Hispanic or Puerto Rican or whatever. I'll date black still. I mean, I I know you're still open, but I know that you were also open. To, yeah, I've always. I mean, yeah. and the reason being is because a lot of people may be like, "Why would you date a white woman or a Hispanic woman or Puerto Rican or Dominican instead of a sister?" It's nothing against black women at all, but just it's, it's just like personal experience. And I think that yeah. going back to Mike Colts, I remember the story that I read now where he was saying how she really stuck by him. You know, she yeah. supported him and whatever. And it's so not saying the black woman like can't that, do that. Yeah. You know, because it is you've done that for me. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I, I think the thing that's hard about stuff like that is like a lot of times people be like, "Oh, she was there." Mm-hmm. You don't owe your life to that person, though. That's mm-hmm. like if you had my kid and you saved my kid, mm-hmm. but you met another man that treated you better or did better for you or made you feel better, you would be like, "I'm considering this." Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you owe you my you you know you owe me your life because mm-hmm. we had a kid together. No, we and can, I think that's the thing that people have to understand. And, and 
still yeah. be, you know. But, but I think that leaves the door open too, and it makes it not leaves the door open, but it makes it when you break up or when you do something in agreement with somebody and not fight it, then it makes it possible for a comeback. It's just like you if you had a job and you do a good job, but mm-hmm. time passes and you're like, you know what, I need more money, I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. Or if the job lays you off, if they give you time and let you know before it happens or give you like a Severance Yeah a severance package mm-hmm. And you're rehirable It's like you, you consider that again It may feel bitter in the moment But it's like you know what I can reconsider that Because it didn't end badly And it wasn't that bad It just the timing wasn't right mm-hmm. And that's how people You know uh, It's just It's all about how you view things mm-hmm. That's how I look at it I did enjoy Charlie Murphy uh, Not Charlie Murphy Charlie Wilson's um, speech At the uh, Even though we fast forward It was like 10 minutes It was long. a long speech um, <laughs> I don't It's hard for me to talk to niggas Who got mints like in the side of their jaw, like they hibernating or How like they got food storage. Because of the way he sucked, like when he was. I thought that was just a, a reaction of him. He talked about it him being, being an on drugs. Yeah. No, nah, that, that, that peppermint suck. I done heard a lot of church mothers do that. I'm a professional at the sound of a peppermint sucker. And that nigga was sucking on me. He probably had one on each side of his jaw. Mm. Old niggas like Charlie Wilson is the type yeah. of nigga that'll eat a piece of gum. And then suck a peppermint at the same time, get it tangled up in his mouth and just chew it all together and swallow and swallow it. (laughs) And then swallow that shit. And then be done with that motherfucker. (laughs) I'm about to get up out of here, man. We gotta cut. We got we gotta get up out of here. what's going on? What time is it? Yeah, we gotta get up out of here, man. Man, be sure to keep up with all things the reality is by going to www.therealityis.com. Also follow us at the reality is on Twitter, Instagram, Anchor, and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Google Play, <laughs> Google Play, <laughs> SoundCloud, Player.fm, okay, Listen Notes, and more. <laughs> If you would like to be a guest on the show or you would like us to answer any questions from our perspective, be sure to email us at info at the reality is or call us and leave us a message at 469-351-9681. And we'll be sure to answer the questions on the upcoming episodes. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a good review. Be, be sure to leave us a rating or review. We don't care if it's a good review. No, he we said it right the first time. Leave review. us a good review. Y'all good have been review. doing so well lately. Yeah, y'all have. We appreciate um, that. So keep them coming. I just I feel like when I look at my reviews, I need more reviews and more ratings because it just seems like it makes it more official. Mm-hmm. Like when if you go and somebody says, "Oh, that's a shitty show," but then you go to somebody else and like ten other people say it's a great show mm-hmm. and tell us why, mm-hmm. you're more prone to listen. Mm-hmm. So leave and that's us a why I like the review, people man. that have left us reviews so yeah. far because they've gone into detail. They actually took time to go into to detail. go into it. That's mm-hmm. very true. Very true. Yeah. You got so anything else you. to say before we get out of here? No. Thank you for being so kind as we discussed this uh, breakup. You could have you could have showed all my ugly side. Yeah, and vice versa. Nah, I'm just playing. It ain't really nothing. I I really don't have anything negative to say about you. Mm-hmm. I really don't. This is the first breakup I've had to where I can actually still be around you or sit in the same room and like we literally are cool. Mm-hmm. We professional. Yeah. Very. We after the breakup we went to Chicago again. Mm-hmm. We went to DC again. We went to New York. Yeah. We went out of town somewhere and we still made public appearances. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever knew. Nope. Public appearances make us sound big. We're I not know. big. We're not made big. Made me feel kind of good. No, we're not big. <laughs> I always want to think of us as underdogs. And just, showing their asses. Just, just, just keep doing your thing. Just keep doing your thing. 2018 is going to be a good year for us. Um, yeah, I look forward to continuing doing business with you and being in your life. Yeah, likewise. 
Yeah. All right, y'all have a good one, man. We'll check y'all later. <laughs> I've been moving calm, don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me. Don't pull up at 6 a.m. to cuddle with me. You know how I like it when you loving on me. I don't want to die for them to miss me. Yes, I see the things that they wishing on me. Hope I got some brothers that outlive me. They gon' tell the story, shit was different with me. God's plan. God's plan. I hold back sometimes I won't. Yeah. I feel good sometimes I don't. Yeah. Finesse down Western Road, hey, yes. Might go down to GOD, yeah, wait. I go hard on Southside G, yeah, wait. I make sure that Northside Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple. The mattress, that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.